the summers we saw. Second guessing enough. Welcome to Director's Debrief, episode six. I remember the episode name. Are you no, proud seven. of it? No, really. Oh, we shot six. It's just not released yet. Is it? Well, it should be. No, it releases on a Wednesday. Oh yeah, we're filming on a Tuesday. Okay. So that was a poor start on my on my part. But welcome to Director's Debrief, episode seven. Ram has joined. You may have heard of Ram. We may have spoken about Ram, but you've never seen Ram. Ram is in frame, live in the flesh. How are you? Do you want to introduce yourself, your name, what you do, uh, and more importantly, your age? Oh <laughs> yeah, I'm Ram. Nice I'm a digital marketing apprentice. Mm-hmm. I'm 18. You're 18 as of the time that this video comes out. Mm. As of time of filming, you're 17. And I. Nine quarters, yeah. Nine, nine quarters, all right. So we've got some questions for each other. Uh, I believe you've rallied some of the troops at work, yes. got some questions off of them, and I'm really looking forward to this. I've got some questions uh, mainly centered around your age, just because I've made a whole deal about this. Question number one, and most importantly, do you mind the comments I make regarding your age? No. No. Okay, I just, I feel like I need that on record, and you're not, I haven't paid you to say that. What I would I say if I said no? Hmm. I, I would apologize, of course. It is not my mission to make anyone uncomfortable here at work, so I would apologize, and I'd refrain from making those comments. Would that make up for it? Would you forgive me? <laughs> no. Um, are you are you the kind of guy to hold a grudge? Really? Hmm. Okay. I'll I'll bear that in mind. Depends how bad it is. Okay. If it's minor. Like yours aren't that bad. Okay. Cool. That's good to know. So, like, I forget to text you on your birthday. Is that minor? No, you'd hold it's a grudge. It's a small birthday then, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm just trying to find the threshold. Like, at what point is it like, I'm not talking to you for a good while? Actually, no, to be fair, if it's a birthday, if I message you every year on your birthday and you don't yeah. message me then, yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty shitty of me. Yeah. Okay. I haven't missed your birthday yet. No. Okay, what kind of thing? What's what's the threshold? We've got birthdays. What will make you hold a grudge for a long period of time? Probably if someone says anything about my family. Really? You're very protective of your family? Especially my sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Are you the youngest? Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, so yeah, there you have it. Don't fuck with Ram's family at all. No, yeah, we joke. Uh, I like to joke about your age. Mm. It likes to remind me of a happier time in my life. <laughs> what, 10 years ago? Yeah, oh my God, don't say that. Nine years, Ram, nine years. You're going to be 27. Huh? You'll be 27. Yeah, you're going to be 18, so... <laughs> Okay, how do we want to do this? I've got a bunch of like quick fire questions, then some some longer ones. Um, but how do we... okay, how about I start with the youth questions as I've labeled them, the questions around your youth. We'll get some quick fire ones out there, get some conversation flowing. Uh, then you can ask me some of the questions you've got lined up. I'll ask you some of the questions. Yeah. Sure. I tricked you before we started recording. I gave you one of the questions, but I changed the artist. Question number one. What you change the artist? Huh. How do you mean you changed that? I asked you what was the first Alicia Keys song you remember, oh, okay. but that's not what I had written down. The first question I had written down is, what is the first Rihanna song you remember? Mm, probably be Umbrella. Not bad. I expected it to be like something a bit more recent. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Do you know what a torrent is or what LimeWire is? No. Okay, I'm going to snip at that and my entire, like, everyone on my Instagram is going to cry a little bit. I'm showing you on here and we will put it on screen as well. What are these two gentlemen selling? Drugs. <laughs> okay, this was a TV advert ad for years with 
multiple different jokes at one each, at each other. Um, what do you? Th- what would you assume? How do you mean? So two. This is from a company, and it's making fun of another company. So they're two rivals. This is the company, and this is their rival, and they're constantly making fun of each other. Um, yeah. Do you, do you, have you seen this at all? Okay, I'm just going to tell you. Uh, it's Mac versus PC. So this was like the typical Apple user. That was oh. the typical PC user. And it aired for years, and they were just constantly making fun of each other. Um Okay, see, I, I started this off as like, haha, you're young and all of this stuff. All I've realized I'm doing is I'm like, haha, I'm you're old. old. Yeah. <laughs> um, next question. Do you know what the yellow pages are? Yellow page. See, I think if you showed me, I probably wouldn't know. Okay. From like saying, do you know what this is? Probably yeah, okay. You've seen that before? No. Okay. Is that, oh, it just looks like one of those phone books. Yeah, pretty much. It, it was the equivalent of like Google. And I'll be honest, like growing up, I didn't use this much. The only time I remember using this was twice. One, excuse me, to find my dad uh, an MOT center. Like back in the day, you couldn't just Google MOT center. You had to look up the yellow pages. And the other one, uh, I think somebody needed a plumber. Or something like that. And that's how I used to find it. I used to like look for all the plumbers in the area. And there was like a, the, do you know what SEO is? Search engine optimization. Yeah. So the SEO of the yellow pages was to name your business something beginning with the letter A. Because it would be on the first page. Did this like your childhood or something? No, I mean, I'll be, okay, I'm going to be completely honest with you, okay? Um, the first Rihanna song I remember would probably be something like Unfaithful, which I'm, I'm pretty sure is from the same album as the song you said. Uh, I know what a torrent and LimeWire is because Netflix wasn't a big deal back in the day, so you just downloaded movies illegally. That was a big part of my childhood. I shouldn't have said that on camera, but that was my childhood. You know what a Pez dispenser is? That advert was just everybody knew that advert. Yellow Pages, like I said, I've used it twice. It's just about, I think... Like the generation before mine probably know these things inside and out. Yeah. And what I think I've had is just enough exposure to get to sit on this high horse and just go, look how much more I know. But like, in honesty, all jokes aside, it doesn't really mean anything that you, you don't know these things. Yeah. Um, okay. And the last one is, it's not a fair question to ask, so I, I won't ask it. No, you can ask it. Yeah. Do you know what an A to Z is? No. Everyone had it in their car. It was basically a map. Um, and it had, I want to say that A to Z was referred to postcodes. See, my childhood was like Tom Toms. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, 90%, That's what I remember growing up. Yeah, 90% of my childhood was Tom Toms. 10% was like, all right, get the A to Z out. Let's try and figure out where we're going. Um, everybody had one in like their glove box. <laughs> it was part of the car. Um, okay. And that's that's what... I was hoping to be a more productive on my part challenge of your youth, but in actual fact, the only thing I've realized is that I'm old as shit now. So, yeah, that's not fun. No. Um, huh? And you're not getting any. And I'm not getting any. Hey, neither are you. No, no. Um, but it's your 18th birthday coming up. You excited? Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, what have you got planned? Uh, I think going for a meal on Saturday. Nice. And I think my mum planned something as well. Oh, lovely. Is I've already it... said to them that I want balloons. You want balloons? Yeah. Okay. Anything else on the list? We were going to do like a party next weekend, but obviously with COVID. Yeah. We've cancelled it and to do it in the summer. So have like a summer party. Nice. Is there anything you're looking forward to being able to do like legally or easily at the age of 18? I think because obviously 
my sisters always used to go out like they'd go like after they'd been out for a family meal like, all mm. the youngsters would go out for drinks I mean because I never got to do that yeah, yeah I mean I felt like I used to get really upset man that's real I felt that before yeah so I think probably that and just knowing that oh yeah he's not allowed to come because he's under 18 yeah nice yeah cool um, alright I've got I've got my questions but I've, I've asked the youth ones first so I'll let you ask the next series of questions there you said they're all work related I've got yeah. my work related questions as well so do you want to kick things off with your first question yeah so obviously right, just pull the mic closer I think vape click I think I've like roughly said this to you like cool. previously obviously vape click failed yes Obviously, you've now got your new business weekly. Yeah. What makes what are you going to try to do to stop it from failing like Vapecleat did? Okay. Like, are you scared of spending money on it like you did with Vapecleat and then not for it to turn out? Not really. Um, I mean, have you... Again, I'm, I'm not expecting you to say yes at your particular age, but... Um, have you ever spent money as an investment? Have you ever put money behind something? Uh, like driving lessons. Yeah. You, you've paid for driving lessons before and you never got your money back, right? And that's kind of how I think about things like my business ventures. Um, because Vape Clique, ultimately, I learned my mistakes and I've always thought like you... You have no right to succeed if you haven't failed a few times. Yeah. Um, and this is the mentality I think they don't teach you enough at school because after you finish school, you go get a job. You go work for somebody who's already succeeded and you don't get to see all their failures. Um, but whereas when you're setting up your own thing, there is that fear of um, there is that fear of failure, but ultimately it can only be a good thing. I heard a quote, I think I've said it on a previous episode, but um, failures are the most data-rich information streams that they have. If you succeed, whoop-dee-dah, you've got money in the bank or you've got fulfillment, you've got whatever you're pursuing, um, and that's it. Mm. Failing, I learned, if I do it differently using everything I've learned, failing, I might succeed. Um, and arguably, you know, Sweet Click is launched now. It's not skyrocketed. It's not, it's not become a huge business because of everything I've learned, but I'm tracking all the metrics. I'm watching everything happen behind the scenes. One thing I learned from VapeClick being in a restricted industry is that your SEO has to be on point. And so my new business, yeah. that's what I focused on. And I'm watching the metrics and they're slowly climbing and I'm seeing the results that I want. And yeah, ultimately, not that I'm rich, I don't, but I, the goal wasn't money with SweetClick. Um, so yeah, I, I'm seeing the results that I wanted to see out of it. And more importantly, VapeClick as a business failed. I'm happy to admit that. Some people don't like it when I say that, some of my friends. Uh, but I'm happy to admit that that failed as a business. However, we signed on about two or three clients here at work in the time I was working on VapeClick. And I, was, I developed that site myself. I learned how to work within Shopify. I learned how to not write much, but some custom code. And every single thing I learned, I implemented on the clients' websites that we worked for. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's kind of like, if we go back to the driving lessons analogy, I put money in that I never saw again. But when you've paid to learn how to drive, I paid to learn how to develop online sites. I learned how to do the work for the clients who are now winning. Um, so yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, to answer your specific question of what did I learn and what, um, Sorry, I'm, I'm, what, what I'm doing differently, I'm doing everything, every mistake I made with VapeClick, I'm actively paying attention to to avoid for SweetClick, and I am seeing the results I want. It's not 
flooding with orders. It's not flooding with money in. Mm. Um, but I'm able to keep track of all the things that I worked on, and they are working in the. They're going in the direction I want them to. Yeah. Well. All right. Next question for you. Um, how long have you been with World Products now? Mm, September. End of September. Yeah. So. Five months. About five months. Um, and you actually have a... Do you still work at your other job? Yeah. Cool. So you've had a job for quite a while. You've been a young professional. Um, not that uncommon at your age, but still pretty impressive feat. Um, I want you to, to try and explain to the best of your ability to me, the audience, uh, what it's like to be a professional today at your age. Professional in the sense like having... Having a job. You know, both your other job, I know you do that part-time, but you, you're here full-time, yeah. so, you know, you work more than some adults that I know. Uh, I can only say that until Sunday, but you work more than some adults that I know. Um, so I'm just curious as to what it's like being a professional in your uh, age, or having these jobs at your age. It's hard. Yeah? Very hard. Um, obviously, Monday to Tuesday is fine, because obviously you've got like a whole week left, but then when it comes to Friday... Mm. You'll sit there and be like, well, everyone else has a weekend off. I have to go work. Yeah. And obviously at this time when I'm paid for my driving lessons, I've got my driving lessons, it's more harder as well because obviously then Sunday, mm. that means I've not got a Sunday to chill out because I have my driving lesson. Yeah. And then obviously I come back to Leicester. Um, and then it's just literally just hectic. So like my weekends go. And I literally, I said to my mum like the other day yeah. that I physically don't know how I've done it. Yeah. Not having a weekend. Friday, Monday to Saturday. How long working. have you not had a weekend for? Uh, since September. September, okay, yeah. Sorry, carry on, yeah. Yeah. So it's been really, really hard, but then at the end of the day, I'm doing it for a car. Yeah. So I think once I've got my car past the car, I think I'll probably, probably not cut down because I do love like the people that I work with there. Like, I don't think, if I was to leave, I'd only leave because of the job. I wouldn't leave for the staff. Yeah. So if I was to do anything, Afterwards, I'll probably cut down my hours so that at least I still get a weekend. Yeah. Um, but it's just hard. Presumably, before working here, did you go to? Were you in? Forgive me, school or college? So I was in college until. So I actually made a really bad mistake. What you do? So obviously, I spoke to Ellie, who sorted the whole interview out. Yeah. She said that you got interviews. So what? I, what I did was I went until college that I won't be coming in. Forever. Uh, yeah. So you were confident, confident coming into this interview. <laughs> I know, I was like, because I potentially, because yeah. at the time I had like a few interviews lined up. Um, I had like two before this one that I had. So I obviously said to college, I was like, I have got um, interviews lined up for an apprenticeship, so that obviously I'm just letting you know. Yeah. And at the time I was quite, I don't know, if, I don't think this is the right mind to have, but I was like, I probably will get one of the jobs. So I quit literally college. Okay, yeah. Obviously, my parents or anyone didn't know. They thought that I was at college. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I was at, obviously, I told college, I think, a week before that. Obviously, I won't be coming in now. Yeah. Um, And obviously, came to the interview and then got the job. So I think I was at college. Obviously, I failed my GCSEs. Did you? Yeah. Wow, we did not. It wasn't my fault. We don't do enough screening. Why'd you fail your GCSEs? Because obviously, they were teacher assessed, weren't it? They were, oh, oh, oh. I didn't even get a chance to do any exam. Yeah. And, and you're saying your teachers didn't like you? Probably that, but I didn't like, <laughs> I didn't like, I didn't like them. Okay. But I think it was just one of the things like, no student will pay attention to mocks. No fair play, yeah. Like, even in my generation when I was at school, no one paid attention to mocks. 
So I think when obviously we found out there'll be like mock tests that they'll use and like teacher assessments, that's when everyone started to like crap themselves and like, right, yeah, something's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So I was in the back of my head be like, Yeah, I'm gonna pass, I'm gonna pass. Didn't pass. My dad didn't speak to me for like three weeks. Really? Yeah. I think it was obviously one of the things that I was quite disappointed. Oh yeah. Um, and then obviously I went to college then I didn't re-talk English all I was bothered about was English maths I didn't even care about my other subjects Um, the only one I actually passed in was IT okay Um, because I I love doing IT (laughs) (laughs) I love doing IT yeah so then I went into college doing an IT course so I did um, IT technology so it was like website making uh, software development and then I did my English with that as well Mm. and then the year after we found out that we again teacher assess question yeah. uh, question that they'll use to mark my grade so I think after that I kind of knew like I can't mess up here I need to pass because yeah. I don't want to do college for another three years yeah. and then I passed September came and I was like well I've got no apprenticeship yet because obviously by September I said I do want to get an apprenticeship because okay. I just don't want to do college didn't want to still want to study anymore um, so then obviously I went to college and then I said that I want to look for apprenticeship and then I started looking got a few and obviously i got an apprenticeship so with this one actually ellie messaged me she was like we've seen that you had applied for one in july yeah i think it was july august and obviously we've not done anything to it so we just did interested yeah. and at the time i was like do you know what i get it i get it if not no that's funny because there was i don't know if i'm allowed to say this they were struggling to find candidates for this position yeah. uh did they tell you that no. oh okay um because we hired we interviewed about five or six people in the end um, congrats, you came out on top. Yeah. Uh, by, by a very close hair, there were some strong candidates. But um, yeah, so they contacted you because you'd applied to a previous one and yeah. said, do you want to apply for this one? Yeah. Obviously, they said that. Obviously, we've seen that you've applied for an apprenticeship. Do you still want to go for it? Yeah. And I said, you know what? I might as well. Obviously, I didn't even tell my parents about it because obviously I knew it was in Leicester. Right. So I was like, do you know what? If I get anything out of it, I get anything out of it. And then obviously, did went through the process. It was a long process, obviously having to do portfolios and then having to redo CVs. Mm-hmm. Um, when was this? I think this was all September. So, so this the whole was before of you applied? Yeah. Wow, okay. No, no, this was after I applied. So after she'd emailed me, okay. she sent that to get your, like to get it moving, we need you to do this, this and this. So okay. She said, we need a CV under that template. We need like portfolios and stuff like that. So the whole of September until I got the job that's all I was doing like building my portfolio and stuff like that and then obviously she said that you guys liked my CV so then she rang me back and said that we're going to see if we can put you through an interview mm-hmm. and one thing I did like about that is that they did a mock interview with me did they? yeah so a week before my interview was there any similarities between our interview and theirs? theirs was more like what their job so if you were applying for their job okay but it was more like questions that you guys would ask mm. so it's like if um in five years time where do you see yourself and stuff like that so yeah. she gave me a mock interview with Ellie um, it was over the phone so obviously I didn't have to dress up or anything um, yeah. but she said that I did really well on that and that's when I got the interview after that and then yeah. the week after I had the interview here um, and I was fully expecting to come back and not pass from like, this interview yeah interesting Cause what, I, what made you think that it's what? just my luck in it because I applied for all of the apprenticeship they all failed yeah okay like, none of had them you been to interviews Okay. And obviously they were all like um, on the phone, like two of them were over the phone until the day. So I dressed up, put my suit on, yeah. found out it was just on the phone call. So I didn't even have to dress up. Yeah. Um, obviously I was in the like, well, I'm not going to get it, but I'll just go for it. And then two hours later, she rang up saying that 
Sam really liked me, so then... Did I give you, like, some sort of impression that I didn't like you? I'm, I'm really curious about... <laughs> obviously, the first thing I came in, I was say, I literally walked... I didn't even walk in, I got around the van. Yeah. And I was like, I just saw you there, with your vape in one hand and you in the other, other hand in your phone. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I don't know if this is the right time to come in. Yeah. And then after that, it was not... But I, the questions were very chilled. Like, I came in with a massive... Like, I came in with a brief... You did, break. you did, yeah. Um, my questions... Yeah, it's. I, I think they do the right thing at the apprentice, uh, the apprentice providers, who, by the way, we love working with. They've been an absolute delight to work with. But I think they do the right thing in that they prepare you for how most companies will interview you. Truth is, the job that you were coming in to do, I knew I could, I could teach you everything you needed to know. And um, but the ultimately, the only thing that was left was how easy is it to work with you, and how much do we like you. You'll, I think you'll see this happen more and more because as I've interviewed, I've had like 14 jobs. As, yeah. as the progression of the interviews I've taken, the more they've been centered around me rather than what I'm capable of. Um, and so, yeah, I think when asking you where do you see yourself, like I didn't ask you where you see yourself in five yeah. years. I, I, it didn't matter. It's more to like, relate to the job. Yeah, I, I think I showed you a website and yeah. asked you to critique it and, and stuff like that. I just wanted to get a feel for how your mind thought. You said something else that I find really interesting. You said, oh, yeah, I thought, yeah, I'm definitely going to get the job. Um, and then you said, I probably shouldn't think like that. Why did you say that? Because obviously my whole GCSE is like from March, from the day we went into lockdown. Yeah. I think two days after we found out that it was obviously teacher assessment questions. So then I was like, oh, it's fine. Like, it's teacher-based questions. Like, they'll probably like me and they'll just give me a four. Yeah. Like, four is literally like, all my targets were three. Yeah, okay. So it was like, and they've all said that with a few marks off a four, so they'll be like, yeah, we'll give you a four. So then from that to July, I was confident that I'd be getting a pass, pass, pass. And then the day I got results day, it was all threes and twos. I was like, damn. But I think more, I don't think it was more for me. No. It was more for my, my parents, because my parents were like, Definitely, yeah. I think I did wrong, and I fully convinced them that I'd passed. Yo! Because they were like, yeah, that's fine, like, they don't have yeah. anything to worry about. you got older siblings, though. I learned from my older siblings, my, always lie, always lie. The siblings never failed. Really? Like They, they got, were, they got like, C's and B's, that's yeah. it. Like, my oldest, I think she got a few A's. Yeah. Um, I see, my siblings were all high achievers, but in yeah. my mind, they were the golden top tier students that never slipped even once. And then I remember in high school, my history teacher was going around with the register and he was reading out people's surnames. Yeah, he, my history teacher, Mr. Grimshaw, I, I know he's not watching this, but he used to walk around and he used to say people's names, say their surname and just go, duh, like, as in their, their name, uh, what's your sister's name? Lucky. Lucky. So she, he would go around and go, Caravadra? Yeah. Lucky? Like, that's how what he would do. And he did that to me. And he comes up to me uh, and he goes, Wandy, Nadine? I was like, yeah, really excited. Because <laughs> I was like, my sister's a great age. And to be fair, she was. But he just went, <laughs> and I did not get above a C that entire year. Not above a C. He hated her. So, uh, apparently, he, she was talking in class like twice. And this guy was a stickler for the rules. Um, but yeah, that really that really hurt me. But that's when my eyes opened and I, I spoke to my sister and she was like, nah, I totally lie. <laughs> like, so if I don't do well, I totally lie. I think that's where I learned. You kind of get in that like knowledge that if you don't pass your GCSEs, you won't get anywhere in life. And yeah. I think that's where I think obviously I didn't know back then, but like my parents, obviously they've always said that you need to pass your GCSEs, you mm. need to get 
something like all jobs they want GCSEs, but yeah. now that true. I think about it, it's not. C- c- uh, I'm only asking this because this is the case for my parents. Did your parents study in the UK? No. Okay. I think that's a common misconception in that, like, my parents used to call GCSEs, uh, like, they thought it was the equivalent of a bachelor's. And I do genuinely believe that's a misconception of people who didn't study in this country of what they think studying in this country is like. Because for me, my parents grew up in Iraq and it was like, from day one till the end, your education is everything. You gotta ace it the whole way and that's when you get a job. When in actual fact, and and don't, anyone listening, don't use this as an excuse to doss about in your GCSEs, but everything is just a stepping stone. You need just good enough results to get into college. Then you need just good enough results to get into university. Everything above that is a absolute waste unless you want to be like a doctor or engineer okay I want to more get into your head about the mindset thinking walking thinking about an interview um, and carrying yourself like I'm definitely going to get this do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing no you don't okay I think there's there's manifesting and then there's being big headed okay tell me tell me I think I would be more big headed okay because I'd applied for more like all these jobs I said like, oh yeah, I'll probably get one of them. Yeah. I let like, obviously I told college when I shouldn't have. I did like a big thing there where I told college. That's a that's a bold move. Yeah. Um, obviously, I don't know what I would have done obviously if I didn't get this job. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I told college that obviously I don't want to. I'm not going to be there anymore. Um. But I just think there's like there's manifesting and there's. What's, saying uh, that you're going to get the job. Yeah. What's your mentality? What would your mindset look like if you were manifesting rather than? being big added um, I think it would be quite similar so obviously it's a very fine line yeah it's just being confident like not overconfident but like yeah you'll be fine like just chill out answer the question carefully yeah and then see where it goes from there I think the reason why I ask this is I've had this really terrible and I only say terrible for the sake of humility but I've had this very cocky mentality of if you give me a job interview you've given me the job yeah it's terrible but it does it does make you walk into an interview with a certain like puffed up chest like and and that projecting that sort of thing can only be a good thing so um, yeah the only reason why I wanted to dive into that one was because to be honest with you a lot of people walk into interviews nervous thinking shit I'm not going to get this or all types of different things um, when in actual fact like that depending on what you think really really shows I've interviewed yeah. countless people now and I've only employed the people who walk in with confidence or show great potential um, because sometimes I don't believe if a bad interview but a really good candidate you shouldn't just take the bad interview you should yeah. consider everything your turn to ask a question my friend we'll make yeah. these the last question so pick a good one so where do we think that we're going to go with this podcast if we have five views on it Mm. what do you think the people like care about the most and what is the end goal for it okay uh let me answer that in two parts what was the first part to that question so where do you think we're going with the podcast what is the like reason for the podcast okay um there's a couple different reasons for this podcast but ultimately um We've done a couple different podcasts with a couple different reasons. Welcome to e-commerce 3.0. Um, there was another one we did with Ollie. And the, the reason for that podcast was essentially marketing. Yeah. Uh, it was to not only promote our services, but also you know our mission is to bring healthcare into the digital age. So it was to nudge different businesses in the right direction of like, guys, you should really be focusing on e-commerce. Because the industry we work in, while some excel at it, some really don't care about it. 
um, and they are inaccessible to their consumers. They are, you know, difficult and expensive to get for their consumers. And the online world has given opportunities. And so that's why we did those. This one, um, a couple of things that are very, this was, was initially an idea of yours, but the thing, some things that are really close and personal to me, especially through some of the ups and downs of this business was um, sort of the emotional roller coaster <laughs> that you go on. Um, and secondly, I just wanted a conversation without rules. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of like, welcome to e-commerce 3.0. We ha- you have to think about how you position your business. You have to think about how you want your business to look on camera. You have to think about how you come across as a director of the business. This podcast was just, there's no rules. We get to talk about what we want. You can ask me questions like this. I can, I can openly talk about that. And in terms of the viewership, that was never really a big deal. It was more, if you search World Products, you get to understand what World Products is thinking, um, yeah. what the senior leadership of World Products is thinking. And I hope to infuse more contributions from the audience, more contributions from the team here. I'd love to, to, to get more people involved. Um, and essentially, just start quite an open conversation about this company. Um, so that's, that's the main purpose, a conversation without rules and a regular ongoing open conversation about this business. Um, and it just, it happens to be on camera. It's really weird if I say, Ram, let's go sit down for 40 minutes and talk. But if you say, let's go shoot a podcast, it yeah. just, it almost gives you a, a bit of an excuse. I, because look, the things, the, the things we're talking about and the people we're projecting this to, it's not going to win us new business. Yeah. Um, I just want to better showcase what we do as a business to the world if people are interested fantastic knock on our door get shooters an email um but the main purpose is just to have this regular ongoing conversation about our business a lot of other businesses um do this too um and some do it afterwards like diary of a ceo do you know who Stephen bartlett is uh founded a company called social chain um left when it was evaluated at 300 million or so made a big name for himself um, and he has very similar conversations. In fact, a lot of the conversation I have is inspired by him or I quote him quite a lot. Um, but he did that afterwards. He did that when he left social chain. He made, he, he's releasing this diary to better help others. Um, whereas we're still in the thick of it. Yeah. We're still feeling these things. So I think a, a conversation there would be good. What was the second part of your question? If we have five views on it, do you think they're like, what do you think people care about the most? What do I think people care about? Um... Like I said, viewership was never really the focus of this. Frankly, we can record these and put them on a database, not have them publicly viewable, and I still want to do them. Um, However, of those five, I can guarantee that, you know, I know three or four of them personally. They're just going to be my friends who came from the Instagram page. Um, And what I've seen them talk about is they're they're very keen to understand what it's like behind the scenes of a business. Mm. A lot of these people uh, work for companies and they get to see it from an employee's perspective, but they don't get to see what the MD is thinking. They don't get to feel what the operations director is, what the um, digital marketing apprentice is thinking. Um, And that's what it was. And I know one friend of mine asked me about like feeling guilty about taking time off. Other people were asking us about, you know, using work as a coping mechanism. These, I think, you know, we're very careful about the names we reveal about these, but these might be some of the struggles that people are going through. Um, And they're wondering what, how it is perceived by their management or how they can approach their management in a, in a healthier way. So I think people really care about what the other side of it, because you only ever see it from the side of an employee. So maybe there's curiosity about what they get to see from behind that sort of wall. Because don't get me wrong, man, directors and management always have to put up some sort of shield. Yeah. I had to break this to you, but like me and Ash do it. Um, 
And that's, that's for the betterment of the business. If we were just completely open and honest about absolutely everything, if you'd known how shit of a day I had at home before coming into work, this business would not be a healthy functioning yeah. <laughs> business. Um, but I think, yeah, there's more curiosity about what it looks like. And I can be a bit more open on this platform than I can when you see me walking around the office. Yeah. Okay. Um, great last question. If you could have dinner with one person, dead or alive, who would it be? Um, that is a hard one. It is, yeah. I've got like three others, but they were too easy. I'll tell you what, let's, let's go down this path. What's one of your biggest passions or what's one of your biggest fascinations? Probably that social media. Social media, okay. Mm. Is there a founder of a social media company you'd like to meet or is there an influencer or celebrity that you would really like to meet? Probably not. No? No. Okay. I think if I was to do it, I'd probably do it on my own to get up on my own feet. And if I had to, had to meet someone, mm. I think it would probably be, um, I don't know if you watched him, if like Dr. Alex from Love Island. No. He came on 2018. Yeah. I think he's done, like, if you look at most of the lads that have come out of Love Island, they've mm. gone to, like, all these, like, clothing brands with, like, Boohoo, yeah. I saw her first, whatever. But I think because he's a doctor, he's gone back into his job, and he's met up with like the prime minister, done podcasts with the prime minister. Okay, that's very interesting. So, um, is this does this have any relation to your uh, love of fashion, or is where's this coming from? This is just general. Like, if you look at it, like it's not easy to do, go on Love Island and then be able to go back into your own job. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I imagine it's very, so very it's hard. Very, very. And he's only twenty-seven. Yeah, and to say that he's a doctor. He's met up with like the prime minister. Yeah, and he's done a lot with like the whole COVID and like the doctors mm. at London Hospital. So, ultimate big, big, difficult question. Last one, I promise. Uh, you're at dinner with Doctor Alex, uh, and you get to ask him one question. What, what, what's burning on your mind? What would you ask him, or what would be the first question? Probably, how do you do it? How'd you do it? Yeah. Okay. Um, how'd you do what? Everything like life, <laughs> living as a doctor, yeah. doing what he does on the side. If like, even with like COVID, you can see how hard it's like being for all these nurses, doctors, like even the before and after pictures of when they start the shift to like after they start the shift. Yeah. And like the face marks that I left, like the bruised. Yeah. So yeah. it's just hard. And then I just don't see how he has time for social media after the end. Cause like I do it for like, what? two, three hours a day, and then yeah. I get home and I'm literally shattered. Um, okay, you seem to have this, um, like, affinity for grafting. This is something we noticed early on in you, and this is what we really liked. We liked that you had another job, um, and that you were clearly going, what, what motivates you? Why do you do things like that? Why are you striving for more? It's a great thing, and I would love for you to keep doing it, but I, I'm curious where that sort of comes from. Do you know what it probably would be for my parents? Really? Like, I know that. So they're both hard workers? Said, yeah. Obviously, they're not. I would. They've hard, hard workers, but I think they've been through a lot. So yeah. like, they obviously had the shops, and then they sold them. And obviously, my dad's now a debt collector. My mum works at M and S. Oh, hold on. I bet the things overheated. Yeah. Um, okay. Sorry. You were saying. Uh, yeah, probably my parents. Your parents. My mum's always said to me that she's always wanted. And not like, not that my my sisters have not got anywhere. They obviously they work at with at the NHS. And I think my mum's always, obviously my sisters have never grown up saying I want to do this or I want to do that. Mm. Obviously where I have, like, I think when I was younger I said I wanted to be a doctor. Yeah. And I said I wanted to be a bin man. And it's changed every time. Sure, sure. And I think 
I've only recently just found out that I want to do digital marketing. Okay. In like two years ago. Okay. When I was like looking for apprenticeships. And obviously I said to my mum and dad that this is what I want to do. Like even if I go to college, this is what I'm going to like do. Yeah. But I think after that, they kind of want me to like just build on it and be able to get some of it. And I've said to my mum, like in five years time, I do want to be in like living on my own house. And I think even now for this job, obviously I had to move out of home so obviously I had to move to Leicester and I think even that she's like so proud even though it's something small sure well to some you know that's, yeah. it's huge to others but, so yeah because it's like big to her she's still proud so I think because of that mm. I want to make my parents proud and be able to get higher in my job mm. and like, I've always said that if I wanted to do it I will obviously I know I said that not to be big edit but <laughs> I think this is where like I want to kind of manifest that if I do digital marketing I do want to do it for like big companies for like Gucci Louis yeah. Vuitton even if it means we have to like move it abroad yeah. I'd happily do it because at the end of the day I'm doing some of that enjoy yeah be honest with me right I'm sure they'd be super super proud how thrilled would your parents be if you weren't like mom I'm going to where's Gucci based Was it like, US US yeah, yeah. mom I got I, I made it big I'm going to be working for Gucci I'm moving to the US next month. Would would there be like ninety nine percent pride, one percent like holy shit? Because that's what my mum would be like: eighty percent pride, twenty percent. Like, so it's funny because when I told my dad about this job, yeah. I did tell him that I got an apprenticeship. I told him that I was going for a job interview for, and uh, like a weekend job in Leicester. Yeah. My mum knew she was alright with it, and then mm. obviously when my dad found out, he was quite pissed. Mm. So he was like angry. I think I wouldn't say we had an argument, but we were a bit. We had a bit of a fight. Sure. So then afterwards, I think if I tell them from day dots, like, I got an interview for, like, Gucci, yeah, I got the job, moving to abroad, I think they would support me. Mm. Whereas, like, I know some people, they won't want that for their kids. Mm. And I think my mum would more not want me to move to the US because obviously something that's happened in the family. Mm. And because of that, she'd be quite scared. And I think it's a big city to, like, <laughs> big, well, big city. So country, it's like. Yeah country yeah <laughs> so it's quite hard like moving to somewhere completely different not having anyone there yeah like so many times i talk about geo like i don't know how geo does it moving yeah to man UK. that's that's hard and yeah. knowing that our parents are like like 10 hours away yeah like you can't even see them no it's uh, yeah, they they vary for different people i know people who can do that and it won't even phase yeah. them i'm not speaking for geo but yeah, moving that far away from your parents, not just to, because she initially did that, you know, for university, yeah. um, where you are thrown into a climate where making friends becomes the default. You're in a room full of 300 people on a regular basis where you can just walk up to anybody because they're just as lost yeah. as you. Um, but to go to set up a professional life in another country where, you know, you're exposed to, you know, 15, 20 odd people that you get to make friends with and stuff. But when you when you get a full-time job, and I'm sure you know this going from, you know, college to, to, to working, those those rooms full of 300 people suddenly start disappearing. Yeah. Um, and so to set up a personal life, she's done a great job of that, is, is very difficult and very, very scary. Um, yeah, fair enough. This, is, listen, this has been fascinating for me. It's been, it's been great. great chatting to you. Um, is there anything that you feel like I should have asked you? Is there anything you wanted to ask that you haven't asked? Not really. All right. Um, I think next time we need Ash in here. Yeah, definitely. We'll get Ash involved. Um, Ash, hope you're having a great time in Dubai. You're going to be back by the time this is released. So Can this I just is going say, to be I support. still find it so bizarre that he's on holiday, but he's working. You find it bizarre? So bizarre. Um, like, you're in Dubai. Just I know. Chill out. I know. Just chill. 
You hear that, Ash? Even the the Apprentice is like, just chill out, man. Just chill out, bro. Um, Yeah, no, it's... uh, But we'll give it to him. It does show how work-minded he is. Very, absolutely. So, thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed having me on. Finally put a face to the voice. That's the same, whatever. That is the same, isn't it? Yeah, that was the same word. But no name to a... The voice. Face to the voice. Yeah, name, face to a name, I think. Face to face a name. To yeah. name. Yeah, hope you like and subscribe and let us know what you want to see next. Peace out.